Cartoon Tonic fans, this week's review campaign winner is Mark D. He wrote simply, This podcast is the only reprieve I have from the drudgery of work and family. Mark, we are so happy to provide that little reprieve for you. We'll be in touch with you soon to get you your fantastic gift. If you haven't won yet, don't be sad. We have two more Cartoon Tonic swag gifts to give away. And if you haven't entered to win yet, you do have one more day at the time of this airing to go to wherever you listen to Cartoon Tonic and drop us a review. One review, one entry, and hopefully you'll get a chance to win. This week's cartoon is a fan favorite and a horror cartoon icon. So without further ado, let's enjoy the show. Now, from Milton Bradley, a weird game, Voice of the Mummy. We found my new ringtone. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Welcome to Cartoon Tonic. This is the podcast where we drink and watch spooky cartoons. Ooh. I am not one doing of it your... this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Brian Duchler. Joining me as always is Miss Kayla and Mr. Josiah. How are you two today? You know, the day started out and it was a day. And then I realized it was Friday and then we were going to be recording and it got better from there. It helps, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. <sighs> I'm trying to hold back excitement. I'm very excited for this one. <laughs> He's literally holding to. his breath over here. <laughs> Actually, Kayla, you made my day today because the first message you sent me this morning was that um, my favorite podcast is uh, back with a new season. And there was a little teaser episode that was put yes. out today. Our favorite podcast. It's Brian. our favorite podcast. Our now. favorite. And actually, one of our previous guests sent me a message because she is more active on the Twitter than I am. And they tweeted like a rehashing of their original icon for their. It's a D&D podcast, guys. I don't I yeah. mean, you our listeners know at this point we're <laughs> in the realm of nerdy. So it's a D&D podcast and they changed their original icon and like flipped the colors and changed some of the design on it and just posted that to Twitter, like teasing everybody. So she sent me a message. And as soon as she sent me a message, I sent you a message. It made for a great day. It was it, it was a good day. Are you guys going to tell the listeners what it is? <laughs> in case nope. You're just going to nope. keep them in suspense? This is for, this is for us. Okay. No, it's not another D and D podcast. Nadpod, if you will. It, it is, is excellent. It, it is, is it, the, it's best. the best. It's it it's is so amazing. Really... Oh gosh. It actually makes me want to quit podcasting. So I'm uh, I'm done. <laughs> we can never achieve that greatness, but we can sure try and fail. And we're gonna week. do our and we're gonna do our best with today's episode. Yeah. I think we should probably just jump right into it. Tonight, we're watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. Heck yeah. I am so pumped. I don't know if you guys remember, but this was like the first cartoon that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was actually when we were coming up with uh, like character design ideas for our logo, I almost went with Courage. And we started last year, so I've been waiting a whole year mm -hmm. to watch this GD episode. You are yes. literally shaking right now. I yeah. am. I'm mean, just going to punch something. Hey. Yeah, I remember when we started drafting um, the image for the cast, and you were like, I don't know what style, and you like tried drafting a little bit in the Courage style, and it was just, 
it was hard because there's not really yeah. like a hard and fast Courage the Cowardly Dog right. style. Zim, Zim is a little bit more iconic, which yes. is why I went for it. So. Yes. And we have, by the time this episode drops, been out for almost a year. Yep. This episode drops the day before our year anniversary. So you didn't have to wait a full year. Just, <laughs> just close. Just almost a full year. <laughs> yeah. I actually remember, uh, I know we brought it up before, we were coming up with the idea for the podcast when we were on our way home from a comedy show that I was doing, uh, that you guys came with me. And I think, like, almost as like, yeah, and then we do Courage a Cowardly Dog. Well, it's got to be the Ramsey episode. And yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, and now a full, almost, I mean, really, it'd be a year later at this point. Um, yeah. We're yeah. now finally doing the Ramsey episode. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very pumped. Uh, Kayla, why don't you tell us what we're drinking today? Because... It's amazing, and it looks like liquefied Courage the Cowardly Dog in a mug. So, <laughs> so that's disturbing, which is I appropriate mean, for a Halloween is, episode, know. I guess. Um, we are drinking a Liquid Courage, which normally is made with vanilla ice cream, three different types of booze, some milk, heavy whipping cream, and some syrups. But I wanted it to be pink. <clears throat> because we're watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. So it is a liquid Courage the Cowardly Dog. (laughs) (laughs) What sounds real weird when you say it that way. So that's strawberry ice cream, equal parts rum, vodka, and cream de coco. And strawberry syrup, chocolate syrup, and a little bit of milk. So it's basically an alcoholic strawberry chocolate milkshake. And I'm sure we're going to post a picture, but I just want you guys to just in your heads right now imagine that it's the like same exact color as courage. So you it fucking is. nailed it there. And it's strawberry ice cream. So there's just red chunks in there. So it does kind of <laughs> look like you just kind of blended up courage, the cowardly dog and delivered well, it to my doorstep. A little bit <laughs> my, yeah. my favorite thing about it though, is she like dripped uh, like the syrup along the edge of the glass. It might not be on yours anymore, but like at first when it's in there, it just looks like blood all down the inside <laughs> of the glass. So I just really, I just really wish that like my neighbors are like tallying all the weird shit that you guys have left on my porch lately. <laughs> they have to think that that we're dealing drugs or something because we pull up <laughs> down the block from you because you're on a main road, and then walk up carrying a small object, drop that object off, and then walk back to the car with a bag full of other objects. We should have been like, no, don't worry, it's liquid dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yum. You know, I mean, it just it does it does kind of fit with the area that I live in. So, yeah, they're probably true. not surprised. Your neighbors have really cool Halloween decorations, though. It's always a treat to see them. Yeah, I don't even bother because I live on a main road, and I'm just like, no one's gonna come here for candy. So. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and if they do, it's just going to be the guy from down the street that's just constantly high and whip it. So, you know. He's just coming by to see if you got any of them cans left. <laughs> you got any ready whip? <laughs> so. Oh, goodness. What do you guys remember about Courage? Because I remember That's what I remember. That's what you remember? That's <laughs> I mean, it? That's what I remember most strongly is the babbly language that the humans hear when Courage is trying to talk. Yeah. Um, but that this is like trippy and creepy and super well written. That's what I'm remembering is like each individual episode was like an anthology almost of a horror or something. Yeah. And also, yeah, 
and there was a computer at one point that was weird yeah yeah the uh i think it was like a british computer or whatever that was just yeah i don't know what was up with that he constantly was just like, smart ass yeah like trying to get courage to do things that he shouldn't have it was a bad influence um here's what i remember <laughs> i remember that the I, I can't remember their names but the the grandma and grandpa eustace and muriel is it muriel yep Eustace yep. and Muriel. Um, those those two characters are my grandparents. Okay, just, <laughs> just, just oh my gosh, just straight up. <laughs> and I always thought that as a kid too. I'm like, that's just grandma and papa. Like that's just them. And interestingly enough, my mom, who grew up in the house that my grandparents still live at, swore up and down her entire life that that house was haunted. Right, hmm. like yeah. her entire life. There's. She always said there's always weird stuff happening in the house. My mom is a very, uh, my mom's a very smart person. She's, she's, she's not one of those, like, you know, just believes in everything type of thing. But like, she's like, there has been weird stuff that happened in the house and I cannot explain it. And my grandpa, the entire time, no, nah, you're bullshit. There's nothing going on here. And it's just like, well, that's, <laughs> it's just literally, it's literally my grandpa. Like, like, but, but to be fair, like a ghost could run into a room and like slap him on the balls and my grandpa wouldn't even notice. He'd be like, oh, huh? That was no a ghost brisk breeze. <laughs> exactly. And then my, and then my grandma, who's the sweetest lady ever, she would just be too busy doing grandma things to notice that there was a demon walking around, you know, up and down the hallway or whatever. Yeah. I can imagine your grandma, she's such a kind person that she'd be like, are you hungry can i get you something <laughs> she do you need too. something to drink she would too <laughs> excuse me mr satan you look parched <laughs> no. i could just sit down put a little burn mark on the chair start drinking <laughs> gives him a dually it's like you know it's just nice, like satan's like this is an awful nice of you no one's ever offered me a drink before <laughs> Um, and then, and then, like uh, I remember quite a bit about the show. I loved this show. It was mm -hmm. so weird and dark and crazy. I, I loved it. But some reason, thing that always stuck with me is like whenever Courage would like scream, he just has like a big hole in one of his teeth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was always really creepy to me. I, I didn't like it. I think they were like you know. The, uh, it's a cavity or something, but that's not how cavities work. <laughs> just all the way through. See through the <laughs> Thank God. It's just a hole in a tooth. It's pretty wild. That uh, that always stuck out to me. But mm -hmm. specifically, the episode that we're about to watch has been in yeah. my brain probably since the very first time I watched it. So. Yeah, I like when it comes to like dark cartoons. I like I I really like dark cartoons, and this one feels a lot more. Like where Invader Zim is kind of funny and silly and then with like hints of creepy stuff, mm -hmm. Courage almost seems like the opposite. Like it's mostly creepy with like sprinkles of kind of funny and silly yeah. stuff. And there are so many moments that like are just really off-putting um, <laughs> that like whether it's the animation or like the, the storyline itself, mm -hmm. uh, like there's there's so much there's an episode where like muriel gets possessed yeah that was my second pick that was what i voted yeah. for when we were doing these episodes but the one that that we came to a consensus on i think is going to be one of the most memorable ones yeah for so. sure but yeah I, I just i like what you said about zim versus this like zim feels like it was abstract kind of supposed to be off the wall this feels like it was supposed to be creepy as fuck, but oh wait, it's a kid's show, so we're going to sprinkle in some laughs. Right. It's okay. 
Having not watched it in a very long time, I feel very strongly that that was actually the case. They were like, hey, we made this like really dark, creepy show. And then like the the network network execs were like, yeah, but can you like maybe throw a joke in there or something so we could put it on the goddamn TV? Like, right. fine, we'll throw it. We'll throw a ooga booga booga in there, and then like, you know. like your age demographic was eight to twelve year olds. We can't have everybody possessed all the time. Yeah. Well, I can dip into. I'm going to get started with some of the info for Courage for anybody who doesn't know it. So, Courage the Cowardly Dog is an American animated horror comedy television series created by John R. Dilworth for Cartoon Network and the eighth of the cartoon cartoons. It was produced by Dilworth's animation studio, Stretch Films, and the main character named Courage is a pink dog who lives with an elderly couple, Eustace and Muriel, in a farm in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. With you can't help it. Eustace yeah. bag. <laughs> In each episode, the trio are thrown into bizarre, frequently disturbing, and often paranormal or supernatural type misadventures. But creepy stuff happens in nowhere. <laughs> the series is known for its dark and surreal humor. Uh, so some of Dilworth's inspiration for the show was focused on his fascination with the American heartland and the mysterious and paranormal atmosphere that's associated with it. So... There's a lot of strong influences from images of the Dust Bowl, hmm. uh, which was a period of severe dust storms and drought in the 1930s uh, in Central America. The artwork throughout the series is also super unique. In order to give things a kind of semi-realistic feel, the animators used a matte painting technique where they layered real textures on top of like hand-drawn images. Hmm. Uh, so things like wood and dirt are like actually images of those materials. I think um, I remember that. And like the uh, wallpaper and stuff all has different textures and it's just kind of... Yeah, yeah, they they throw up a lot of different like kinds of medium. Like there's claymation, mm -hmm. there's CGI stuff. Really, really bizarre. But yeah, all this kind of coupled together with the fact that Dilworth had his own artistic style that also seemed kind of like a mix of uh, like classic American animation and the work of Salvador Dali. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that fits. It, it made for like a really addictive, off-putting cartoon. So it's weird, uh, but also kind of cool to see some of Dilworth's like early animation work. Or one of his first like shorts was The Dirty Bird, which the characters have really similar style, almost like that, uh, like stretched, elongated eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's even a character in that short, The Dirty Bird, that is basically the same character as Cats, the, one of the villains mm -hmm. in Courage the Cowardly Dog. So eventually Dilworth uh, pitched the series to Hanna-Barbera's animated short showcase, What a Cartoon, with the pilot titled The Chicken from Outer Space. Oh. That aired on Cartoon Network of February 18th, 1996. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but I think I do. Like the, they had like a spaceship and they had like the weird colored eyes. He, yeah. He had like the red eyes. Yeah. I think I he do, popped out oh like a God, couple of I times. I do remember that. Yeah. Holy shit. You just brought back some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that segment was nominated for an Academy Award, but end up losing to Wallace and Gromit's A Close Shave, which I liked that one too. That was pretty good. <laughs> 
Um, however, during its run, the series was nominated for three Golden Reel Awards and one Annie Award. Hmm. So it ended up coming away with a couple. The short was greenlit to become a series which premiered November 12th, uh, 1999, and ended November 22nd, 2002, with only four seasons and wow. 52 episodes. Wow, but it still made such an impact. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's because it was scary and you kind of remember those things more, but wow, I thought there was way more than that. Yeah, and like when I'm thinking about it, like it's possible because there wasn't that many episodes and they kept replaying it, which is why mm. it's so memorable, but the characters are so memorable and just stick with you. Mm -hmm. And for a little kid, I would imagine are just like nightmare fuel. Sure. I, I, um, I, I think about this show often. Um, yeah. Like um, one of my, again, this is my favorite time of year. I love the spooky season, but uh, Josiah and I used to work security for um, a historical place that has historical <laughs> buildings that we would have to check out. And there was a farmhouse there that we had to check out. And every single time I'd go in there, it just yep. reminded me of the house from Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> every single time. The wallpaper, just kind of like the layout of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's just something that stuck with me for forever. <sighs> Come to think of it, yeah. Yeah. Like the layout and everything. Yep. Some of the villains, let me know if you remember some of them, Brian. Uh, Freaky Fred. Oh, Yeah. The Spirit of Harvest Moon, which was yep. just like, <laughs> yep. like a projected animation of a human's face. Yeah. There was Possessed Muriel. We already went over. But there was also this weird blue CGI character. And he didn't. He only popped up for like a little bit. We'll have to show like an image of it. I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners will know. But like he almost has like a massive head with like a tentacle growing out of his head. Hmm. Really weird. Yeah. But are you sure? Are you sure it was in the show? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, King Ramses. Yes. Which was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Ramses! <laughs> yeah, you can still sing it, can't you? <laughs> so the episode that we're going to watch is Season 1, Episode 13, King Ramses Curse, uh, which aired January 21st, 2000. And this is up there, I think, with one of the most memorable ones for most fans of this mm -hmm. show. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, where can people find it if they want to watch along with us? So it is available. It's not in too many spots, but it is available on uh, watchboomerang.com, although you need a subscription for them. Uh, you can also watch it on Amazon Prime and YouTube. But it is $2 an episode for both those. I think it's worth it. You're going to watch it every year, right? So yeah, might as well just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Our yearly tradition. All right, cool. Is there anything else we need to cover before we hop into this episode? No, let's get creeped out. Ooh, okay. Uh, join us after this break where we are going to discuss Courage the Cowardly Dog. They're back from the grave and ready to party. And we're back. Didn't oh my gosh. You, didn't even give you a chance there. <laughs> we just finished watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. The man in ghost. The man in ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be stuck in my head for quite a while. I have so much to say. I will so, say, yeah. It was exactly as I remember. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was. Yes, it was. We were super surprised when we were bringing up the episode that it is actually a two-parter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. But even if we just watch that first segment, it's enough to talk about for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
guys, it's Ramsey. It's the man in gauze, the man in gauze. It's Ramsey. I <laughs> forgot, forgot the song, but I remembered, I just, for, for, for years, just, yeah, for what, 20 years now, yeah. just going, Ramsey. <laughs> and the thing is, most people are around our age, I think younger, maybe a little older, would know what you're talking about. If yeah. you sing it with the right inflection, they'd be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So do you guys, you guys want to know the actual lyrics to that song? I do. Yeah. Yes. It goes, King Ramsey's the man in gauze. He's no Santa Claus, the man in gauze. That's it. That's all it is. The Santa Claus part threw me. I didn't know they say <laughs> it's that. It's just but... that over and over and over yep. and over. The man um, in gauze, the man Kayla, in gauze. it's not just that over and over again. <laughs> okay. Show some respect. For the He's Ramsey the man song. In gods. <laughs> he is no Santa Claus. I mean, some would argue he's he's the opposite of Santa Claus because he just brings you plagues. Well, it, you know, kind of like presents, but worse. Much worse. So the episode starts out with uh two cats that are cat burglars. Cat burglars, yes. <laughs> they were. And there's a <laughs> And there's, a, like a, there's a helicopter chasing them, and they're like, we got to get rid of it. We're going to get caught. So they bury this relic next to a pump and then just instantly get devoured by locusts. They, yeah. I'm, they're dead, right? Like, they're, yeah. they're those guys are dead. Okay. They, yeah, they're they dead. They panned away last second, but yeah, the assumption is they just. Uh, well, because later died. we see those same locusts, like, eat a car down to the tires. Yeah. So they're dead. Yep. Yes. Courage finds it, brings it inside. It's an old slab. And Eustace is like, you know, well, judging by the age and the markings, it's junk. And he throws it out the window. And then instantly a news report comes on that's like, <laughs> a million dollar relic was stolen from the tomb of King Ramsey. And he's like, I'm rich. And that's make me that's, an offer. Yeah. 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 So, so a guy comes Watch from the museum off. that's like to, to get it back from him because it was stolen. And Eustace just wants money out of him. And Courage does this thing that I kind of forgot about where he's like, Kayla said, yes. he's doing a, like just a gibberish, but like he's able to like shape shift into yeah. things. And I forgot about that. And it made yeah. me really happy that it, that it came back. He like shape shift into the Titanic sinking yeah. and like the, the flute music was playing in the background. Yeah. It had and a real Celine Dion vibe going on. It was it perfect. Did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so one of one of the interesting things that I came across when I was researching the show was that apparently in early episodes, Courage talks more, uh, but progressively as it goes on, they wanted him to talk less and less because they just just didn't like his voice. Really? So they, uh, I think it was like the producers, whoever like was reviewing it, they were like, "Yeah, can we not have him like talk less?" So he just babbles more and does the shape shifting thing more in order to communicate with like Muriel and stuff. Did it is just really hate the vocal artist for like I, the. I don't know. It, it is a little off putting though because it does do that like early like Hanna Barbera like you think dance bad like that's kind of like his like <laughs> yeah that's you know, just his shtick yeah but like none of the times that he was like actually talking while well, I was like yeah that's funny but every single time he babbled I'm like there's there's there it is right there <laughs> comedy yeah. gold yeah, that, that nonsense <laughs> well he like he also just like he's trying to warn him that though this is definitely like even before Ramsey showed up he like he shapeshift into like a mummy and was like walking around and it's yeah. like you know courage is smart that dog that dog knows his shit <laughs> um, so the next person to show up to get the slab is Ramsey's himself who is like 
I want to say he's he's a CG character, right? He looked pretty CG. He looks almost like CG, but like paper, because his like limbs are folding so around and stuff. You weird. know the goat simulator game? Yes. Yes. When you just hit the button and the goat goes limp. <laughs> That's Ramsey in this episode. That is like true. his limbs are all just like all over the place. He is, he is constantly moving too. Yeah. <laughs> he is pretty creepy. I love the voice. And then he, really the only thing he says is return the slab. That's all he says. Return the slab. Oh, suffer my curse. Eustace thinks it's the museum guy just trying to like scare him. Make so, me an offer. Yeah. <laughs> so he like he says that you're gonna be visited by three plagues, and the first one is just like the house just starts flooding. Yeah. Um, from the inside though. From the it's inside. not like there's rain outside. It starts raining inside the house. And I loved that part because the cartoon logic behind it. Yes, was it was amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, it was cool. At first I thought he yeah. was gonna go flush a toilet. But instead, yeah. but instead, he just swims his little puppy butt down to the basement and unplugs the house like yep. it's a bathtub. <laughs> yep. I love that logic. And then I love Eustace's logic when he's in the attic and he's just like, yeah. he's underwater clinging to the slab wearing a snorkel. Which is <laughs> like not how snorkels fully work. Fully submerged. That is not how snorkels work. So oh, then, then the second plague. Yeah, which is the best thing that's ever happened. Sai, walk us through the second plague. I'm going to play <laughs> an audio clip from it for the listeners right here. The man the man and I apologize for that. <laughs> now it's stuck in your head but, forever. But you needed to hear it. Yeah, you needed this in your life. You know, you know it. It's just so out of left field <laughs> that, that like... It just, I, the song, it's so like upbeat and happy. And it's just like, it's like a terrible, like, like Vegas lounge singer. Like, like old polka music. Yeah. And it's played on it. And the plate itself is just that this like old record player appears yep. playing this so bad song and, and they just hide it behind a rock. And so there's this whole sequence where courage is trying to find it to smash it. It's not a supernatural record player. It's just an annoying song. So he successfully smashes it with a baseball bat. Yeah. Oh no, no, he doesn't just smash with a baseball bat. He goes like office space on yes, that record he player. Destroys <laughs> he, it. Yeah. He, he, he goes ham on it. And then, uh, the last plague is is the locust again, which I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, like I always thought locust was going to be a much bigger deal than yes, it actually has I been in my life. I was about to say that. <laughs> I thought that at any given point, locusts were going to come, kill all of my favorite trees, yep. and creep me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was like one year where there was just a fuck ton of cicadas. I'm like, well, here it is. They're, they're coming. Yeah, it's like, done. It's we're done. We're all year. done. This is it. But they are like, they are like locusts that have like the power of like, the Tasmanian devil. Like they're just yes. like this cloud of death that comes and just eats everything in their path and destroys it. Mm -hmm. Right. So courage, you know, Oh, uh, Muriel's like, she's just freaking out. She's running around, like trying to escape Which the locusts. Was... So her, her way of like comforting <laughs> oh. herself, I guess was just to like go in the kitchen and just cook the shit out of some food. <laughs> she was baking the crap out of stuff. There was cakes and pies and donuts and yeah. bread and like, 
yes, yes, I feel that. That, <laughs> that, is was, such a... <laughs> that was the only part in this that I didn't like fully remember. And I was really confused. I'm like, what is she? Is she going to like offer him a cake? <laughs> she was just stress baking <laughs> yeah. as the house came down around her. She was just comforting herself. It's yeah. fine. Grandma move. Grandma move. That was totally my grandma. Um, so Courage just takes the slab and just throws it back out the window. Like, let's just be done with this shit. And the locusts stop. But then um, Eustace runs out there and grabs the slab again and basically goes, you're out of plagues. What are you going to do again? And then, like, the locusts come back and you just hear him scream. And then it just, yeah. like, fast cuts to Courage sitting on Muriel in the rocking chair. The house is destroyed, but they're able to watch TV. And the news report, it was the uh, museum guy goes, the slab has been returned to its rightful owner. And it like pans into the pyramid and it shows like the tomb and the slab is back in the tomb. But one of the plagues was replaced with Eustace. He's just like, on, yeah. yeah, on the slab. It's make, what is it? Make me an offer. What's yeah. your offer? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. What's your offer? And then when it like cuts to go to the next segment, they still hit us with one more like Ramsey, yeah. <laughs> which made me so man and God, so happy, so happy that that happened. It's so so deeply embedded into my brain right now. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a bonus segment, which you know, how do you follow Ramsey? Grossly, um, apparently. Grossly, I guess would be. And I don't really remember too many episodes of Courage that were just. Ugh, like just, just gross body yeah. gross but the bonus episode that we got was called the clutching foot and it's gross guys it's gross if you were to ask me like hey what who's the bad guy in the second segment no nowhere would i be like yeah it's just like a really like stereotypical italian fungus foot like you know <laughs> like that's that's who it is but that's what it is it's Eustace yeah. has an itchy foot and it turns his entire body into a foot essentially it's just a foot right yeah and they're, we'll say they're italian that's that that scene was pretty disturbing it or was. it just like like his foot is progressively getting bigger but then he like tries to take a nap to to heal from it wakes up and he no longer has legs it's just a giant fungusy foot and then it slowly like encompasses yeah. his body. It just completely envelops him. Yeah. It was so gross. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty wild. Nasty. Like, I don't know how much we want to talk about it because it's so damn gross. But basically, this foot wants this dog to rob a bank. He blows up the bank. <laughs> Bet you thought you'd never say that sentence. Basically, this foot wants this dog to rob a bank. Um, oh, that's that's what it is. He's like, listen, see, it's Sunday. The banks are closed. See, we're gonna go hit a bank. See, like yeah, just just terrible. mafia. Yeah, and so like Courage climbs in through an ATM machine and somehow through the inside of the ATM machine gets into the bank, which was pretty cute. There's like lava it. involved. The bank gets exploded. They try knocking over a train. Yep. And the foot somehow slips on a banana peel and kicks the train into oblivion and they can't rob the train for whatever reason. And it all it all culminates with courage going up to the, the creepy computer and having to obtain a sample of the fungus and provide it to the computer. Well, if you want a cure, you're going to have to bring me a sample. He just puts it in the CD drive. He like 
plucks off a, a nice little bloom from this gross foot and sticks use, it in the CD drive. Using a fishing rod, like he yeah. literally just like stands on the steps and just pulls out this like pustule. It's really disgusting. It was very honestly. I looked away because it was really disturbing to me. It was <laughs> so gross. And uh, the computer tells him that the only solution for this particular type of fungus is dog saliva. So then there's like a forty second, maybe longer montage of courage licking a fungusy foot that was way too long a scene i will say so gross (laughs) and then i just it wasn't my favorite guy i mean it was good in all the ways that courage is good but it was not my favorite thing yeah i think it was (sighs) the proper segment to follow the ramsey one because the ramsey one is just so good yeah you know gotta bring the bar down lower so the episode basically culminates to Courage having to lick this foot. Gross. And then he starts hearing that mafia voice again, and it turns out that it's his tongue. Yeah. And it's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just kind of closes scene from there. It's like so He's gross. just stuck with this. Do you guys remember the, I think it was a Lotrimin commercial, where the top of this woman's toenail opened up and so oh, like, yeah. that's the only thing I could yeah. think of watching this entire episode. And it's so cringy and makes me, mm, Yeah, that no. was gross. No, no, no. no. Gross. Do not like. Do not like. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> so I skipped it, but I do have some facts if you guys want to hear them. Yeah. Hit us with them facts, boy. They're pretty good. So do you... <laughs> I don't know what that was. So do you guys remember what happened to Courage's parents? No. 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 He was abandoned as a pup. He was abandoned as a pup. But, uh, spoilers for anybody who's going back and actually watching these, but in one later American episode, the past of Courage was kind of revealed, and Courage's parents were unwillingly sent to the moon by a psychotic (gasps) scientist in order to experiment uh, to see if he could make animals stronger. What the f- And Courage, like, I, I don't know if you remember it at all, but he looks just like, like his parents look just like him. And Courage's dad is basically Courage, but with a mustache. <laughs> and they just get kidnapped? like Kidnapped and then launched to the moon. Do they make it? I don't think so. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, Kayla, they're just living on the moon right now. You could have lied to me. (laughs) So uh, creator John R. Dilworth voiced a few characters such as Dr. Gerbil and King (gasps) Ramsey. He voiced Ramsey? He was Ramsey. But you can also hear him in the beginning of every episode as the Nowhere Newsman. Really? Nice. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. The man in cars. And much like last week's episode... There's a hidden message throughout the series. This one's not creepy, but somewhere in the background, you can uh, sometimes see Dill, D-I-L, after the creator, Dillworth. Yeah. And it's just interesting. I didn't know. uh, I don't remember seeing that anywhere, Hmm. but if we get into watching these, I'll definitely look. What do you remember? I thought I remember, but I could just be pretending because now I have this information. So (laughs) I don't know if it's real or not. So the names Muriel and Eustace are obviously really unique. Uh, And it's kind of hard to picture any other name for those two Mm -hmm. characters. But apparently their names were taken from the middle names of Chandler Bing and Ross Geller from Friends. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Huh. Well, at least 
Friends has this as a positive outcome. It's just really legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. I could, I could picture them being named Bill and Alice because those are my grandparents' names, but <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of work. All right, I got one more for you. Originally, instead of donning a huge green witch doctor mask and shouting Ooga Booga Booga, Hustis oh, was originally going to unload a double barrel shotgun at Courage's face. They thought <laughs> they thought that was a good idea. They thought they thought, yeah, let's let's shoot a dog to the net, start the net, this cartoon. The network's like, hey, we love the show. We have a couple notes. <laughs> Do you have to shoot the dog? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and this is the part where I just now realize most of my facts involve dog death for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You okay, bud? I'm, uh, uh, I'm hitting a theme, but... Uh, I hope you're not hitting a theme. I'm hoping that was just a coincidence. Circa, run. Do you, do you need to go pet that uh, baseball sleeve filled with your dead dog's hair? Or are you good? Oh, that's a throwback. <laughs> the man in cars, the man in cars. <laughs> the man hates dogs. The man hates dogs. <laughs> uh, those, were, husband. those were those are some good facts. Well, let's do this, guys. Uh, let's uh, break form. We've never done this before. Let's go take a break. And then when we come back, we'll uh, give like our review and then maybe play a little game. How's that sound? Oof. Uh, pretty different all right yeah i think we can manage it let's do that break introducing spooky goop horrifying monster makeup you make up at home and we're back guys as we do on this podcast we are going to give a little review of the show that we just watched and our scale this week is going to be zero to five ramses <laughs> 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 We're not going to have any listeners after this. No, just I know. Like... Hey, we started out this podcast thinking that literally no one would listen. It was just going to be for us. So we can we can afford to lose a couple, I suppose. No, we cannot. <laughs> please don't leave. We love you. Yes, please tell all your friends we love you. Uh, Kayla, let's start with you. Awesome. Well, I, I don't know. I'm going to just immediately say all out five Ramses for this. It was exactly what I remembered it was creepy. It was kind of gross. It was funny. The animation was beautiful. The story was interesting. I just, it's everything that I want in a like a horror cartoon, I guess. It wasn't at any point too scary or too gross. And I think they walked the line of absurd pretty well. Yeah. Like even the second segment that we saw, there was moments where I had to turn away, but it wasn't unbearable completely unbearable and even when it was difficult to watch it was still really well done yeah so all of the ramses all of the gods that we can possibly muster no i loved it i just five five ramses nice yeah respect saya i think it's no surprise i'm going five ramses for this i think one of the things that i love most about this i know there aren't a lot of like horror cartoons like when you think about it Mm-hmm. there's like, I didn't even know that was really a category, but one of the things that I love most about this isn't really that it's scary per se. I think it's just that there are so many unsettling scenes. Mm-hmm. There's like, and just like unsettling ideas, like they're, they deal with so many weird things that you wouldn't see in a normal 
kids show like yeah. there's an episode where there's like kind of cannibalism there's mm-hmm. one where i think where like courage kind of like reanimates basically like eustace and muriel and they're kind of dead <laughs> i think i remember them being oh, zombies yeah. that but was a good episode it's one that i i think i hit at the perfect age because mm-hmm. i was i was just past the age where this would really give me like nightmares but it just drew me in really well mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's a fantastic show because uh, there's always there's always something about horror or watching horror style things as a kid where you're you almost feel like like am i gonna get in trouble for watching this should i be watching it is it too scary for me yeah. and it like draws you in and so i think courage like i said hits that line between too scary too gross too inappropriate and okay you're a kid but you can watch it so it almost feels like like you were gonna get in trouble or something like it was taboo but it it, i don't know i think it's yeah it's amazing so i agree brian what do you think we had this really cool like one two punch so far this month with the grim adventures of billy and mandy and Mm -hmm. now courage a cowardly dog there's just nothing like this on TV right now, you know? Um, and I kind of, I try to keep up with even more modern cartoons because I think cartoons are very important. And there's just, there's nothing that takes risk like these two shows, mm-hmm. particularly Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's just not yeah. something that I think would just fly. It just wouldn't be something that it, they would even attempt. And I just, I, I love that they, they, they took that risk. And I, I agree with Sai that it came out at like the perfect time you know, past, you know, the age where everything was scary. It was just the right amount of creepy and weird and unsettling and like things that I think kids should be exposed to in entertainment, you know, and everything should yeah. just be like bright and funny and haha, you know, like these kind of like weirder stuff, I think yeah. is important for developing like, you know, maybe it's to kind of encourage kids to like think outside the box and write something weird and just be weird. I think it's important to be weird. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And this show just takes it to that level it's it's incredible it's it's so weird it's gross it's it's <laughs> it hits me in a, in a spot and mm-hmm. when we turned it on and that theme music started for the first time I felt like I was a kid again watching the show you know at my parents house and I loved it it was fantastic it's gonna be five rums <laughs> the man and ghost um easily it was incredible nice you know, that second segment could have just been like courage farting for 15 minutes and it still <laughs> still would have been a five, five out of five because of that first segment. It was just yeah. so good. Yeah. Honestly, I probably wouldn't would have been able to put up with that <laughs> better. I don't know what it was about the foot fungus that freaked me out so much. We're all just like, that was a bold choice just to have him fart for 15 minutes. (laughs) But it worked. But Brian, I think that you're, I mean, you're onto something there with with saying like, it's good to show kids that you can be creative and creepy at the same time. Like weirdness is good. It's entertaining. And it's still cool to watch as an adult. Like it's good to know that there's creativity in more, like morbidity and creepiness. So. Right. I I love this. I'm... Saya, was it worth the wait? Was it worth a year to wait to it do this was, episode? It was absolutely worth the wait. Like, <laughs> this, it, it almost has the feel of like a kid's version of like the Twilight Zone or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was so good that like as soon as the episode was over, Saya was just all sweaty. He was like smoking a cigarette. It was real weird. <laughs> so you guys, you guys want to get into the game? Let's do this game. Yeah, so we have a game today that we're going to be playing 
um, kind of in the spirit of courage and courage, the cowardly dog. They frequently, I mean, it's kind of, it's almost like an anthology. There's a couple of reoccurring characters, but each show is kind of its own different bad guy, its own different theme. So we are going to play guess the villain, which is going to play a lot like 20 questions. So for instance, Brian and I have come up with a villain that Saya needs to guess by an- by asking questions that we can only answer yes or no to. So who would like to go for and you ultimately win if you if you ask the least amount of questions, but really everybody's a winner. So <laughs> we're good. Is it just cartoon villains? I believe we're gonna open up in the spirit of the spooky season, we're gonna open up the floor for all villains. Okay. All villains. Well, I don't, I don't mind being the one to go first. Trying to guess yours first? Yep. All righty, Brian, you remember what his is? I'm don't say rem- it. I'm going to remind myself because of my brain thing. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> <laughs> I am fried. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right, go for it. All right. Am I human? No. 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 Am I an animal? Yes. Yes. Am I realistic? It's really subjective. Um, <laughs> probably no. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, no, probably no. Okay. Um, am I in like an animal you would find at the zoo? Yes. Yes. Am I a lion? No. No. Okay. I'm not just gonna keep going through the animals. Um, also weird. Courage, uh, the cowardly lion, is not really like a villain. I would say. <laughs> But the actor that played him did mercilessly bully Julie, uh, Judy Garland. So so he is a villain. He's, he might be a villain. Is this from a cartoon? Yes. Is this something that I've seen? Yes. Frequently? Frequently? Frequent, or like recently? I feel yes. like that kind of gives it away a lot. Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. <sighs> am, am I courage? No. no. No, uh-uh. he's also not a villain. He's the hero. You yeah, son of a I know. Bitch. I just <laughs> <laughs> also who has dogs at a zoo? <laughs> a really lame zoo. I don't know. <laughs> Am I the cat's character? No. No. Yeah. Oh my god. We're not actually limiting you to twenty questions, but if you go over twenty questions, I'm going to judge you just a little. I'm just going to go to ten. I, th- I feel like that should be our our limit. Ten and a guess. 10 and a guess. I'm betting it's something from Courage, but I don't know what animal. I can answer that question in a way that will give you a very strong hint to who your character is. So ask the, if, if Brian's cool with me giving you a hint. In the spirit of Halloween, I say, no, fuck you. Guess it on your <laughs> So ask your question. I'll answer it in a way that gives you a hint. Am, am I a character from Courage? You are not a character from Courage. A, cur- a character from Courage, you are not. No, you are not a character from Courage. You are definitely not a character from Courage. No. <laughs> that just confused me more. <laughs> that was a pretty good hint, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm blanking. That sounds familiar, That like the cadence of talking and stuff, but I, I don't know. You are not a character from Courage. A Courage from Courage, you are not. You are not. <laughs> Does that help? Am I Mojo Jojo? You are. You sure are. <laughs> wow. That was good. Uh, he, he just needed the extra voice acting, Brian. Yep. Good job. That was Thank it. You. Thank you. I'll guess next. All right. 
Am I a villain from a comic book? I believe there are comic books, yes. Okay. Is this villain primarily known for being in movies? Yes. Yes. Okay. Am I a human? No. no. Not a human. Am I an animal? No. No. <laughs> Am I a <laughs> mythical creature of some sort? Yes. Yes. Okay. Am I a villain from Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yes. Do I occasionally take form of a giant eye in the sky? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Am I a white wizard? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> do I hate taters? <laughs> you you sure do. <laughs> Am I Golem? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm Golem. Good job. <laughs> well done. Thank you. All right, I guess that's me. I almost feel... Did you have any, Brian? Do you want to change it? I think so. I think we're going to change it for you, Kayla, because adorably, you guys both picked villains from Powerpuff Girls. Seriously? Yeah. I, I was going to pick him. I was going to say my him. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would have been cute, y'all. Am I animated? Like, cartooned? Yes. Yeah. Am I a person? Yes. Yep. Um, you, do you mean like a real life person? Or? Like the animation is of a human. Yes. Yes. Um, wow, this is harder than you think it is. Yeah, right? Am I a woman? No. no. This is a dumb question. Am I a man? Yes. yes. <laughs> Doesn't help. I just really needed to ask it. <laughs> yes, you have a penis, Kayla. Get, uh, get over it. The biggest. Um, <laughs> am I in a cartoon that we've watched on our podcast? Yes. yes. That's a good question. Why didn't I think to ask that? I know, right? <laughs> Am I a cartoon that in a cartoon that we've watched on our podcast recently? No. No. Shit. This is much harder than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Do I have any superpowers? No. No. A dude villain with no superpowers that we've watched the cartoon of. I'm mm. trying to think of like a hint or something. No, I, I got a I got a hint for after this next question. Okay, okay. I'm not Zap Brand again, right? <laughs> no, although that no. would have been really funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> Does my arch nemesis person that I am the villain for have superpowers? No, no. That's actually a really good clue. <laughs> yeah. And there's your hint. You're the arch nemesis of a hero. Am I that Mandark? Does have, that does not have powers. <laughs> no. No. Although that would have been a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm the arch nemesis of someone who doesn't have superpowers. You, you got Correct. one more. Yeah. One more question. We watched a show about a hero that does not have superpowers. Famously does not have superpowers. Y'all. What the fuck? He's He's kind of the man. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> He's kind of the man? Kayla, I feel like that was more confusing. Kayla, I think, <laughs> I think you're a little stressed, and I just have to ask, like, why so serious? Why so, Am I the Joker? You yeah. are the Joker. The yeah, Joker but that's does not have superpowers. He, he does not have superpowers. Super. Batman doesn't have superpowers. Okay, we, this is a debate <laughs> that we can get into. Batman because famously does not have superpowers. He okay, his superpower is like white boy privilege and money. <laughs> so that counts as superpowers. Dang it. 
but I'm I'm the Joker. Yeah, Joker. <laughs> and I lose. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so much Brian, like the Joker. You said you it before. We're all winners here. <laughs> Brian, I think you're our official winner. Yeah. Because you just somehow we like we didn't watch anything that had to do with lord of the rings like there was no <laughs> hint whatsoever although it was pretty on brand for brian yeah it's me it was and it also was when you're like is it an animal we're like no like is it a human also no <laughs> like that <laughs> narrows it down a little bit i guess that really narrowed it down because like in my head i'm like they're gonna pick something from lord of the rings or <laughs> from star wars or from like legend of zelda or something like mm, that right or yeah. maybe the marvel cinematic universe Mm-hmm. So like my the way my brain worked was like that's not a human. I'm like they do know that like technically Anakin is a humanoid. They call him humans <laughs> and like the you know. So I was like getting ready to debate you guys on that. So. <sighs> that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Was this good. was a this was a great episode. I'm so happy that we did it. I'm so happy that I got to drink a a dog. That was pretty cool. <laughs> A liquefied courage, <laughs> yeah. liquid, liquid courage, the cowardly dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns into a milkshake version of himself. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Kayla, where can people find us should they choose to find us? If you would like to find us after listening to this, our second spooky episode of the season, you can do so by going to Cartoon Tonic Podcast at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have a Gmail, which is cartoontonicpodcast at gmail.com. Send us whatever you like. Open invitation. Yes, I said open invitation. So send us stuff, spooky stuff, preferably. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to give a another shout out to our first winner, Uh, Nick F. from the drawing that we had for the Cartoon Tonic merch. We're going to be making an announcement pretty close to our one-year anniversary about the item that everybody who is winning that contest is going to get in the mail. It is pretty dang cool, if I don't say so myself. I'm not remotely responsible for the creation of it, but it looks really neat. I'm so Um, excited. (laughs) And a last announcement. We have a couple uh, longtime listeners and supporters of this show, Kelly and Trent, who are getting, as of this recording, married tomorrow. Um, So we all wanted to say congratulations, best wishes, all the positive stuff to Kelly and Trent, the new uh, Mr. and Mrs. Taylor, which I think I can say their last name. Uh, If not, we'll bleep it out, I guess. (laughs) But congratulations, you two. So excited for you. It's going to be a beautiful wedding, I'm sure. Congratulations, Congratulations, guys. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, you guys can join us next week. We have no off week this month because we are enjoying the spooky spooky. So no off week. We're going to be back next week with another spooky episode and uh, an announcement as far as another winner and the cool merch y'all get. So we'll see you then. That's all, folks. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) That killed me. I forgot about the I forgot about the closing music. <laughs> At Cartoon Tonic, we drink responsibly and hope you do too. Thanks for listening.